one of the best things about being pastor is that I get to see so many people in our community discovering their gifts of the Holy Spirit. Something that not everyone gets to see. I don't see all of them, of course, but I come to know a lot of your stories. I see what God's doing in your life, and sometimes it just feels like it's Pentecost. It feels like the Lord is just showering down tongues of fire on our community at St. Rose of Lima and making people discover what God's given them as a spiritual gift. They're taking a leap in faith to put them into practice, and they're seeing how lives are being changed because of it. God is giving so many people here, really all of us, so many gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's many different kinds of gifts of the Holy Spirit. We could talk about things like like charisms, things that are given to someone not for my own holiness and my own walk with God, but they edify the church, they build up other people. Maybe someone discovers they have a, a gift of prophecy talked about how we're all called to be prophets last week, but someone who has a gift of being able to to say to you a word from the Lord that you need to hear specifically. Or maybe someone prays for someone who's sick and they're healed spontaneously of a physical affliction or an emotional one or a spiritual one. And they discover like, oh my gosh, like I prayed for this and it happened. Like God is using me, he's giving me this gift. It could be something like a ministry of of music or artistry, craftsmanship. Uh, It it could be something that when people discover it begins to take on more and more of a snowball effect. There's there's national healing ministries and, and national things to grow in the gifts of the Spirit. There's also other kinds of gifts of the Spirit which are very unseen, like the gift of being able to like administer and organize things well. Or the gift of compassion to be able to to person by person just give someone your full attention, your full love your compassion, your care for them, like consistently. There's also like the gifts of like relationships. If you're a a son or a daughter, if you're a a mom or a dad, if you're a grandparent, those as well could be considered kind of gifts of the Spirit, relationships in which you're called to serve, and God blesses you in those relationships. It's all kinds of gifts of the Holy Spirit, and and I believe that at St. Rose we're called to really be aware of what our particular gifts are, and to let God put them into practice, to bless ourselves and the church and the whole world. One thing I've also seen as pastor is that when someone realizes that God is giving them a particular spiritual gift that maybe they weren't aware of before, it can be terrifying. Imagine like you're you're praying with someone and they're, they're healed of cancer. Like the next doctor's visit, they go and they're like, there's nothing on your scan. And the person who prayed for them is like, what, like, what happened? Or you are with someone in your family, and something changes, like, immensely for the better. And you have a sense that, like, God did something through you, and that you're called to do that again for someone. It can be terrifying, like, how is this happening to me? Like, why is this happening to me? How am I supposed to use this gift? What, what's my responsibility now? It's kind of like a holy terror, And I love seeing that in people. I love seeing that moment, that twinkle in their eyes where they're like, I realize this is God, but oh my gosh, what does this mean now? I love seeing that. 
And again, that happens for gifts that are more manifest and big, like, like a healing, but also for littler things too, like, like discovering something really, really hidden and quiet, but you sense the power of God in that. I love that look because I realize that this is an opportunity for someone to, to step into a new depth of friendship with Jesus. It's really Jesus doing all this by the power of the Holy Spirit. And even though there may be that kind of holy terror of like, this, this is... This is divine. We're not called to be afraid of it and walk away. That's what the Lord does not want us to do. He does not want us to walk away out of fear because of the greatness of this gift. One of the gifts that God gave St. Joseph was his marriage to Mary. They're betrothed, which means it's a true marriage in the Hebrew sense, but they're not yet living together and sharing that intimate married life. But they're spouses, and Joseph receives word that Mary's pregnant, and he knows he's not the father. He thinks, thinks about what to do. He thinks about divorcing Mary, which he would have been legally allowed to do quietly. And one interpretation of that is, you know, he's confused and maybe upset, and he, he, wants, to, he wants to get rid of this relationship. But another interpretation might be that actually Joseph knew that Mary was a woman of faith. He knew her heart was beautiful that she was faithful to God. And even though he didn't understand what was happening in her, he believed that somehow this was God's divine plan being worked out, even before the angel came. And just like if you've discovered like a divine gift, you're like, oh my gosh, what is this that God's doing? And you want to run away. St. Joseph is like, what's happening with, with Mary is so holy, like I just need to step back. I'm not worthy to be with her. I, I should remove myself from this situation because who am I? And that's when the Lord comes and says, Joseph, don't be afraid. The child conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Take Mary, your wife, into your home. Take her as your wife. One day you will name this child. On the eighth day, the father names the child Jesus. And this child will save his people from their sins. It's terrifying, but it's wonderful. You know, we sometimes think about when, when God gives us a mission, when God does something in our lives, that we, we know that we're all connected and we're meant to be servants, right? Like, we, we realize that, yes, like God's providence like puts all these people together, and, and we stay humble about the gifts God gives us, you know? It's about the glory of God, not our glory, and we realize that we're, we're links in a chain. You know, the people came before us in faith. People will come after us in faith. And, but sometimes we can kind of think of ourselves as like, okay, God gives me this thing just to use for his plan. And then like once he's done with me, it's like whatever. Okay, on to the next person. It's like just kind of this cog in the machine. But it's not like that. <laughs> like, yes, God has a mission to use our spiritual gifts for a purpose and a plan. And Jesus needed to have a, a human father on earth to help raise him. Mary needed help as a, as a wife and a mother. She needed that support, of course. Like This is all part of how God wanted his son, God, God's own divine son, taking our flesh, fully God and fully human. This is what God wanted for Jesus. But God doesn't just give us a gift and be like, I want you to use this gift, work for me, work hard, be a good employee, and then once you, once you retire and go to paradise, I'll get someone else in here. It's not like that. 
Like I think when God looked down upon Joseph as he was betrothed to Mary, before he got the news that his wife is pregnant and he's not the father, I think God the Father looked on St. Joseph with such delight and such love. He was going to give Joseph the gift of this marriage to Mary of Nazareth. And yes, he'd have all kinds of things to do to raise this son, Jesus, and prepare him for his mission. But think about how much God the Father wanted Joseph to enjoy and rejoice in that marriage, in that family. How much God the Father delighted and wanted Joseph to experience the look of his wife, the look of love that Mary had, a woman conceived immaculately. Can you imagine receiving her look of love, just walking into the house, her full attention? God wanted to give Joseph that. The joy and the gift of raising this child, this beautiful divine child, being able to teach him about carpentry, help him make his first table, show him how to use the tools in the carpenter shop, the simple delight of that, and that this is the very Son of God. Like God the Father delighted was hoping Joseph would say yes to that. Because it wasn't just about him using the gift for this plan, this corporate mission, this big whole thing. It was also God the Father to Joseph saying, I love you so much, I'm giving you this gift. There's a responsibility, but I really want you to come alive through it. I want you to enjoy and love this life, love these gifts I've given you. When God the Father let Joseph and Mary be espoused and betrothed as a husband and wife, God the Father was pouring out his delight, pouring out his love for them, pouring out his love for Joseph. Joseph wouldn't even knew, know what all these things meant. I mean, theologically, we can explain the union of the divine nature and the human nature, but Joseph, you know, he, he could barely grasp that. Maybe he was given some special graces, but he doesn't know what's going to happen to this son. He doesn't know that what he's teaching him now will come out in Jesus' preaching and teaching. He doesn't know that as he's teaching him how to, to carry a load of lumber on his shoulder in the shop, he doesn't know that Jesus will have that in his flesh as he carries the cross on his shoulders to Golgotha to die for us. Joseph, his father, foster father, taught him how to carry the load as a young child. He takes that with him when he saves us from sin. The gift of Joseph being terrified by this mystery before him, the gift of God, but he says yes to it. And in our tradition, we consider that it's most likely that Joseph died before Jesus' ministry even started. There's no word of Joseph when Jesus begins his ministry. He probably died at Nazareth before that. He wouldn't even see from earth the work of his, his son. But he said yes to the gift and would not be afraid. And because of that, God blessed the entire world with salvation. And God gave Joseph a life that was full of love and full of divine delight. Christmas is the season of, of giving and receiving gifts, right? It's a season in the church where God wants to bless all of us, all of Jesus' disciples, abundantly. I believe that this Christmas, God wants to give each of us a very special gift from on high. I don't know what that is for you. 
I don't know if it's a gift to be used for a time. I don't know if it's a relationship that'll be lifelong or something in between. But I believe that God wants to gift all of us with something. And there may be a kind of holy terror where you're like, Lord, what are you, what are you giving me? What, what is this new gift in my life? And the Lord gives it to you for a purpose and a plan, but most of all because he loves you. And he wants to give you good gifts just as Joseph took on this great responsibility but was able to be loved by Mary, loved by the Son of God in the home of Nazareth, so much goodness and joy came from saying yes to that gift, even though he didn't know what it all meant. This last week of Advent, going into Christmas, ask the Lord, Lord, what is the gift that your Spirit wants to give me? Or what is the charism that, you, that I have to discover yet? Or what's the relationship that you are revealing that I'm meant to step into? God the Father is looking down from heaven with great delight and love and tenderness upon you. And like St. Joseph sends the angel to say, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. This is for your good. This will bless the whole world. I know you might be afraid, but say yes to the gift. These next few weeks, let us ask for the Holy Spirit to come upon us, and let's be like St. Joseph, who though he utters zero words recorded in the gospel, when God speaks, he always responds with faith and obedience. Let's be like Joseph, and let's receive the gifts of God. Let's be obedient and faithful and say yes to each of them.